0: to perfectly normal a podcast that brings you love courage and connection and i'm your host michelle i'm a life coach artist author and pharmacist i'm the founder of elevate life coaching it's a seminar and coaching company let's jump right into the show Welcome everybody. Um, thanks for joining in this week on this episode of Podcast. So this week, I don't know about you, but I've been home since Wednesday. Yeah. So my other role, as many of you I already know that I work as a pharmacist in the hospital. so for me I still have to report into the hospital, which you know just I wanted to give a shout out to all the healthcare professionals. Thank you so much for putting your time and effort and also your life um, in danger for all of us to care for our our currently who are not well, who are sick. Um, So not only are you taking care of those patients, but you're also um, being in the front line of having the chance of being exposed to the virus more so than we do. Um, So earlier this week, I came across a post, someone one of my, um, one of the uh, friends on my Facebook friends list, and he had posted a picture standing in front of a gym. And he said, well, I just wanted to check it out myself to make sure that the gym is closed. And so he, this is someone who's, you know, in the physical training and very big on keeping themselves physically fit. So he went out and, he snapped a picture in front of the gym to to say, hey, you know, I wanted to make sure that they are closed. Otherwise, I was going to come in and work out. And there I was, I was sitting. And of course, I start to judge, judge this person, right? Because, well, you know, your local government just ordered for you to stay home. And what is it, which part don't you understand to stay home? And so in response to that, to that um, picture that he posted, I responded by making a comment in terms of, you know, this is how the virus will spread. Because we don't, as individuals, we don't have enough test kits, so we can ensure that everyone gets tested. So it could very possibly be that someone is a carrier and asymptomatic and has no symptom, but you're walking around and you have the ability and possibility of spreading that virus to someone else, right? So the whole idea of, having people staying home is so that we can slow down the progression and we can slow down the the damage that we're seeing so that the healthcare system actually have a way of taking care of not only the sick people who's coming in, but also the sick people who are already currently in the hospital. I mean, if you think about it, you know, our healthcare system is already – limited in the sense that sometimes we don't have the life support machine to, to, to operate. And and when you have a large, massive amount of sick patients coming in, we're going to overload that health system right away. And and chances are, not everybody is going to have the same level of care they deserve. So instead of creating that that to that point where we are unable to care for them, why not do our diligence by stopping the virus from our part, that things that we can do on our part to prevent the spread of the virus? So that was the whole idea and the premise of, you know, government advising you to stay home. And so for someone to who's really into fitness and health, it was just beyond belief, my belief, that um, you would – go about you go your way out of proving that fitness is far more important than the basic concept of saving the humanity and saving your neighbor. And that was just unacceptable to me. Um, so I wrote a big post about you know why we need to stay home, why we need to um do our diligence and and play our parts as a citizen of this world. So I created that post. But, you know, today what I really wanted to talk about is the connection that we make. Um, Yes, there's so many negativity that's going on on the Facebook, on the social media. There's a lot of bad news. There's also a lot of good news, right? But a lot of us don't focus on the good news. We shift our attention to what's going on, what's going to happen, and, you know, um, uh, who who is buying what and what are we running out of and do we have enough supply? And so it's all based on the negativity and it's all based on the scarcity mind where we're afraid of running, running out of things. But you know, what we're not looking at is also the good things that's coming out of this. And I was just having a conversation yesterday with um, a friend of mine and we were doing the zoom meeting and I said, you know, um, there's situation where it comes up, um, and it's natural for us to respond it in a very negative way. It's natural for us to feel that we are at the effect of events or things that happen to us. but in the same time, you know every event, every challenging moment has an opportunity for us to see things very differently view things very differently and also behave very differently. So the fact that we are here, the fact that this is a virus that's killing a lot of people, this is the the thing that's creating a lot of stress and also um, anxiety within us. But there's also opportunity in this. And what are the opportunities behind this? So the opportunities are a number of things, right? So it gives us, it opens up the door for us to look at like the way that we're behaving on the individual level and also on a government level, on, a, on an organization level. There's areas where when we never thought about looking into. So for example, emergency response. Have you ever think about this is a pandemic. It's a worldwide effect. What if it happens again? Do you have a plan? Do you have, a, do you have any steps in terms of how you are going to prepare yourself should this event happen again? And who knows? You, if it's not this virus, it could be something else that happened on a worldwide scale level. Are you prepared to, do, to manage things like this? And on a government or on an organization level, do you have a plan, a rapid response plan to react and to respond to a situation like this? What are your procedures? What are your steps in, in organizing to get the team member quickly so that you can act quickly in in events like this? So those are the opportunities that show up you know in terms of procedure steps you know how do we respond? What are some of the tangible things that we can do to to prevent this event from happening? Um, so that's one of the opportunity and the other opportunity is looking at the way that we've been um, connecting with each other so we rely heavily on um, you know in-person meeting we do a lot of in-person connection but what about in the cases like this you know where in-person meeting is no longer vi, um, vi- uh, viable it's no longer um, recommended, do you have a backup plan for a virtual meeting? Do you know if you have the resources that you can use for to set up a virtual meeting? Do you know anyone who may have the skills to set up the virtual meeting? So it, this is also an opportunity for us to look at like, what are our resources in case that we need something like this to, to be set up. We need to have Um, speakers we need to have people who's able to help us setting up in the in in the organization also with our business um, so that it becomes less painful at the last minute so that's another opportunity in terms of the virtual external connection that we need to make another connection that we need to make is our interpersonal relationship how are we relating to each other? How are we connecting to each other? Um, and if you think about um, the word diversity, a lot of time you know, we think of diversity as in the context of social diversity. Um, you know, I'm Asian, you're black, and that person is white. We, we associate diversity with race, with age, with gender. Um, But when you look at diversity, it's also creating separation. Um, It puts us into categories. I'm Asian. I'm white. I'm black. I'm tall. I'm short. So we, we place people into different categories. But behind that category, behind each category, what do you see? We see human we see everyone having the same needs. We, we all worry about our food, we all worry about um, essentials, we all worry about our own family and safety. Um, so if you were to take diversity out for a minute and really looking at the humanity as a whole, we are all interconnected to each other on a human level. So I see you, you see me. We're all in this together. And again, you know, a couple of episode ago when I was start talking about coronavirus, I said the virus doesn't discriminate. You, <laughs> the virus will will infect Asian, will infect you, it will infect me, it will infect anybody. The virus doesn't discriminate. Um, so it doesn't know that there's a difference with our diversity. So everyone is on the same page. Everyone is equal. Um, <clears throat> so then brings up the connection um, among our humanity because what you need is the same as what I need. We all need that security. We all need that feeling of safety. We all need that feeling of being sheltered. We all need that feeling of being loved and we need to um, that social connection. It's all there, which is why it makes sense. Why when we're being um, told to To social distancing, it creates some kind of it creates some certain degree of anxiety for many people because suddenly you know they're they're homebound and they they have less connection with other people. They're not going out and socializing anymore. Um, So having loss of that connectivity connectivity. It, it's stressful, it's overwhelming, and it's not comfortable to be by yourself. Um, especially if you're an extrovert, then this is something that you probably, it's very strange for you to stay in a confined area in your home and you don't really see anybody else. You can not give people hugs, you can do handshake. So we all long for that connectivity with one another. So it makes sense why there's a lot of anxiety and there's a lot of nervousness and and people like to be connected and we all want to be connected. Um, so, which really brought up another um, interesting thing is that, you know, when initially, before all these happened, right, the way that we were behaving, it's really... It's almost seems strange now right because the way that we've been behaving culturally well how do we how do we make that connection it's often by handshakes or hug and kisses so if we were to look at uh, as opportunity right now hmm, I wonder if this opportunity means that we're gonna do less handshakes and less. Um, hug and kisses in the future. And I was telling someone this morning that you know if you look at the incidents in Italy, that culturally it, Italians are very open, warm and welcoming and they love hug and kisses. So, so it makes perfect sense why the virus spread so quickly, in Italy, because they're really their value is family and friendship and that connection. So it makes total sense why the virus is spreading as such at a much higher rate than any any other countries. So if we were to look at the opportunity of you know what this virus brings for us, perhaps it has to do with you know looking at our culture and looking at how we're behaving um, for the last decade. Um, and, and these are the opportunities that we can improve upon, um, perhaps realizing that we need to wash our hands more often as we used to, um, do it more properly. And when we meet strangers, if someone is having a cold, maybe that person would be more cautious about not spreading it and cover their mouth when, when they're sneezing or coughing. So those are the opportunities that, that provide us to really think about, you know, how is it that we're behaving in the past and what can we do to improve our future so that we can help each other, we can lift each other without creating any harm to each other. Um, so those are the areas of opportunity and I know this is a very difficult time and sometimes when we're in that moment we're stuck in that moment it's really really difficult to look past beyond that opportunity but here's here's how you know going through my own journey this is how I did it Um, it's really allowing that experience to flow and trusting that no matter how bad or how worse this time may seem, we're gonna have the ability to pull through this. And we can do it by coming together, be connecting to each other, helping each other, giving each other a helping hand, um, helping those who are in need. Practicing our love, compassion and kindness is the biggest and most important um, tools that would help us get through this. So as you go out and as you continue on your activity this week, think about how you might be able to practice your love, compassion, and kindness to each other to get through this moment together. And don't forget, you you always have that love, compassion, and kindness for yourself as well. You are just as capable of deserving that love, compassion, and kindness to yourself as much as others. So that's my two cents for this week. And that will be a wrap. Have a great week. Hey, thanks for joining me this week. I'm perfectly normal. Make sure to visit my website at elevatelifecoaching.org. And if you found values in this show, I appreciate a rating on iTunes and Spotify. Or you can simply tell a friend about the show that will really help me too. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. And be sure to tune in next week for our next episode.